Hello and welcome to the Zero PM podcast. This is a podcast where we're going to talk about protecting the environment and human health from pollution caused by persistent and mobile substances. Zero PM is going to prevent, prioritise and remove these substances from the environment. Zero PM is a research and innovation project funded by the European Union's Horizon 2020 programme. I'm your host for today, Raul Wolf, and I work at the Norwegian Geotechnical Institute, NGI for short, as part of the Zero PM project. And this is the second of four podcasts related to our work with substance grouping and building a database around persistent mobile substances in the global chemical inventory. We just heard from Emma Szymanski from the University of Luxembourg. Now, in the second part of our interview series, we will interview Shanyong Wang from EMPA in Switzerland. Hello, Shanyong. Good to see you. Hi, Raul. Good to see you, too. Um, my name is Shanyong Wang. Uh, I'm a scientist at EMPA, the Swiss Federal Laboratories for Material Science and Technology. I am uh, an environmental chemist by training. I have started my career with studying the production, use, release, and the environmental transport of PFAS, per and polyfluoroalkyl substances. Uh, since a couple of years, I've also extended my research interest to a wider range of chemicals, uh, looking into the chemicals on the global market. Perfect. Thank you for the great introduction here. Zhang Yong. One key aspect of Work Package 5 in ZeroPM is the Global Chemical Inventory. Can you explain to our listeners what is the Global Chemical Inventory? So the Global Chemical Inventory is a list of chemicals that have been registered for production uh, and use in different parts of the world. So it provides an uh, overview of commercially relevant chemicals that warrant attention by all stakeholders, including regulators and scientists. Perfect. Zhang can you uh, explain to our listeners how you built up this massive global chemical inventory? Um, it started with a very simple question, like <laughs> how many chemicals are there on the global market? It's not a simple question. <laughs> Yeah, definitely, but at that time I was involved in a team. They just want to know one number. Yeah. So, uh, so that's where we started to looking to uh, really looking to how the chemicals are registered in different parts of the world and trying to find uh, the data. Uh, that's that's where everything started, and I uh, mm. learned uh, quite a bit chemioinformatics <laughs> to really uh, really compile. Uh, uh, get all the data from different uh, websites, PDF documents, uh, from different countries, from <laughs> with different languages, and trying to compile them together. So now we have reached uh, like about 350 chemicals, uh, 350,000 chemicals <laughs> <laughs> uh, that have been registered on the global market. Right. It's very impressive, I must say. So a, a add-on question here is that in all of these chemical inventories, there are quote-unquote problematic entries like uh, UBCBs, just as an example. Uh, how do you think or like what would you suggest how to tackle these problematic entries? Yeah, yeah UBCB is, a, is really a large class of chemicals that we have overlooked for so long. 
so these are the chemicals settled with very ambiguous names, so we do not necessarily know what they are. And there are a big portion of the chemicals on the global market. Uh, it has been estimated about 20 to 70, uh, 20 to 40%. Uh, and they are produced at a very high volumes, but we have like almost no clue what they are. So, and I do think that we need concerted actions. Um, it's not that there is some information, but they're often behind some walls, like confidential business information. Uh, right, right. Yeah. Therefore, we really need all the stakeholders to work together to really make this information accessible uh, and also to clean up to really to understand which are these UVCBs. Right. Yeah, it's a, it definitely a, a very big issue and a, and a huge challenge in general. So a follow-up question to this would be the issue of transparency when working with chemical information data, right? What what are your thoughts on this? Yeah, this is a really good <laughs> question. I have been dealing with it since the very first day of my career. Um, it, we have generated a huge amount of information um, and they are somewhere uh, but it's just not easily accessible. But I, I strongly believe with the cheminformatics uh, mm. and with all the stakeholders working together, we, we can find a way. And I really believe, I really hope that <laughs> the 0 p.m. can be a, a starting point to, to bring this information transparency uh, yeah. uh, for others. Yeah. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, our penultimate question uh, for this podcast episode would be, what regulatory adjustments or maybe even changes do you think would be necessary to better regulate PM substances on the global market? Um, I, I think uh, one, uh, I, I can think of two major changes. Mm -hmm. One is that we need to work together. So uh, using the PFAS as one example, it was regulated in the US in the early 2000s, but it came to Europe like about a decade later or even a little bit later. So actually, if we could communicate better, so when the US regulate them, and perhaps the yeah other countries could also be informed so we can take uh, joint actions so to make the uh, efforts more efficient, um, second I could think of is we really need to um, work together with the scientists to really harvest uh, the, the latest scientific knowledge mm. to inform the policy making. Yeah. Perfect. Thank you uh, for all of these answers. And now the, the final question is the, since the last episode, not so secret anymore <laughs> question, uh, but I'm just going to repeat that. Within Work Package 5 of 0PM, every one of us uh, is conducting the work and lives in a country where they weren't born in. So, Shenyang, you work in Switzerland, you're originally from China. Is there anything like you miss from China, from where you're from, like, like a certain dish or something yeah, like yes. that? I miss a lot of really good Chinese food. Oh, please <laughs> enlighten us. Yeah. yeah, particularly the soup dumplings. So this is oh. kind of the dumplings with the bouillon inside. They're what, so delicious. <laughs> what are they called in Chinese? Um, Xiaolongbao. Yeah. yeah. 
I know one place in Oslo that has them. I'm really looking forward to our next zero PM meeting in Oslo. <laughs> well, perfect. Shanyu, once again, thank you so much for joining us here, for taking the time at CTEC uh, Europe in Copenhagen to talk to us. And I hope you have a great conference and see you around. Yeah, thank you so much. See you around. This concludes this podcast episode, but please stay tuned for the next episode in our ongoing series, where I will interview Hans-Peter Arp on persistent and mobile substance grouping and prioritization. Zero PM, protecting the environment and human health from persistent and mobile substances. Zero PM, zero pollution of persistent and mobile substances. This project has received funding from the European Union's Horizon 2020 Research and Innovation Programme under grant agreement number 101036756.